0: validate it really well Uh, once you know that people are willing to pay for that kind of product or to use that kind of product um, then then go for it
1: hey everyone it's me again Jay Christ and you're listening to the episode 38 of TDLS podcast in this week episode I'm chatting with Joshua Aragon he is the founder and CEO of pushcart.ph an online grocery service that adds more value to people's life. In this episode we talk about how he started his own company from ground up, the idea and problems they're solving with Pushcart.ph, how to validate your idea before creating an actual product, how he was able to quit his 9 to 5 job to focus on building his own company, and three things to keep in mind on starting a business and much much more so make sure you stick around until the end and I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I do so before we go dive in into this week episode uh, you can support the show by visiting the design life that's the design you can also subscribe on any of your favorite podcast app tdls is available on soundcloud itunes or apple Podcasts, or google Podcasts, or in any of your favorite podcasts. you can also share your favorite episode and uh, it means so much to me if you will share it and tell everybody about this podcast and help someone that uh, might need this information or might need this valuable episode so make sure you stick around and uh, I think we can go now on this week episode so without further ado I hope you enjoy this episode You're listening to The Design Life Show, a podcast that's helping everyone grow to live a meaningful and creative life. It's me, Jake Rice, a designer from the Philippines, best known for being an advocate of essentialism and optimism. I'm sitting down with awesome people to talk about their journey, their process, and the lessons they've learned along the way. Hey everyone, welcome to the another episode of TDLS. And it's me again, Jay Christ, and I'm super fun. Uh, actually tonight, so I'm, I'm here with Josh Aragon. So I think you've heard pushcart.ph. Uh, he's the founder and the CEO of pushcart.ph. So we'll, we will be talking about that, uh, for a few minutes. So without further ado, Josh, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for accepting my invitation.
0: Hi, Jay. Thank you so much as well for, for um, inviting me over. I'm happy to contribute yes. in this uh, podcast.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. That's really, uh, that means a lot for, for me to, uh, You know, I think you, you can share a lot of values in this podcast, so in this session. So, for those who don't know you, can you share a little bit about your background? What are you doing right now? Just to give context in this episode.
0: So, uh, Pushcart is an online grocery service. Uh, what we actually do is we help connect our users to the grocery brands that they love, while saving them time and energy through delivering from great stores around the city. So, what we do is we have we have actual grocers who actually pick groceries from from our partnered supermarkets, and they deliver it to your doorstep.
1: Got it. So, I think can I, can you share your journey before Pushcart? that ph so when did uh you start this uh startup or this company when is the aha moment that i think i need to start this idea right now can you share a little bit
0: about that yeah sure um we actually started this back in 2015 so it was just the three of us we're in basically in a coffee table discussion talking about innovations how we could uplift the lives of every filipino so we were thinking, uh, why not start with our own problems first? So yes. what we did is we, we dissected the problems that we have. Mm-hmm. And we found out that we all relate with each other through buying groceries yeah. as one of the head of the family or, or maybe living in a condo by, by yourself. You still, yes. And especially when you're sick, you have to go down and then buy medicines or groceries. So it takes a lot of your time. So mm-hmm. uh, we felt the hassle that it would take you three to four hours. Um, doing groceries with traveling, crazy traffic, the long lines and the checkout, and yes. carrying those heavy baggages. So imagine the hassle that kami palang na isit we're, now, mm-hmm. we're already suffering from this, or it's an irritation from us. How about the other people? How, or how about the 100 million Filipinos who are experiencing this problem as well? So we started this. Uh, mm-hmm. We actually created a. We, how we actually started this yes. was actually we validated the market. So we created a mock-up website where we created a sign-up page where people could sign up if they are interested on onboarding our platform, which is the online grocery. Mm -hmm. Because back then, there was no superior online grocery yet. There are a few, Mm -hmm. but it will take you three to five days for the items to be delivered to your house. So it's, it's still inconvenient. And the prices were very expensive compared with just going to the supermarket. So we, when we did this, we, when we mm-hmm. launched the static uh, website, people were actually signing up and we found out that wow, um, there's a real problem um, that we, we have to solve. So when we got our first 100 signups, 200 signups, it mm-hmm. validated our, our process that we have to really do this. So after that, uh, we, we formalized our concept, we did our business model, we created a framework that that we could pattern uh, towards uh, to have a direction and then we could actually engage and execute. So our first supermarket partner was actually Fisher Mall. We called mm-hmm. called them. So I, I got a contact from one of the GM. I actually called him through my uh, through my cell phone. We mm-hmm. actually, I actually pitched Pushcart to him in less than 10 seconds.
1: Wow. Less, yes. <laughs> less than 10 seconds.
0: Less than 10 seconds. Imagine yeah. calling him up, telling him, um, mm-hmm. The problem that we're solving and the solution that we have for them, um, mm-hmm. and he immediately said, "Okay, why not uh, meet uh, next week and then um, let's let's see." So we actually met with him yeah. the, uh, mm-hmm. the following week. We actually just presented him a PowerPoint without even a platform yet, and then he actually wow. liked how our business model worked. Mm-hmm. Um, so we signed the next uh, following weeks, and we 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 started creating that platform. So so. It, Actually, we started to learn their problem first before we created our old platform. I would say that the better the fit, the better the value. So when we, when we did this, we actually launched our, our program or our platform in end of 2017. Um, so imagine uh, we were doing it for one year, but, but we're, we're all working as part-time for Pushcart back then. Uh, we, have, we all have our corporate jobs. And then when we found out that every day the orders grows and grows, uh, we should quit, and then we should focus on doing Pushcart. So, end of twenty seventeen, we all onboarded pushcard, and mm-hmm. we started to ramp off. So, right now, we do, we have actually six supermarket chains onboarded already. So, we have Pure Gold Fisher Supermarket, Ever Supermarket, and all these other supermarkets that um, has given. Um, the shared vision for increased sales and limitless scale imagine what we could do um in order to scale this platform
1: that's amazing so i think i uh, i i i want to touch uh, a lot of things from your story right so number one is pitching can you share uh, i think a lot of creative professionals or startup founders or aspiring founders uh find this hard uh very hard Pitching ideas to investors, to to potential customers or clients. Can you share a little bit about your insights about that? Uh, I think it's it's really valuable uh, to hear from you as well.
0: Okay. Um, So actually, I came from a background of marketing. Um, That was my first full-time job. Uh, We were selling water and wastewater treatment equipments. So one thing that I learned... Is actually to be a, a good storyteller, a good storyteller, yeah. and also to be a very good solution seller. So you actually mm-hmm. look at the problem of the customer first, create uh, the right specs for it. Once you have, mm-hmm. once you know the the problem, and then give them that solution. So so whenever there's a problem, you always try to dissect what they need yep. and how you could put more value. in In technical terms, it's about it's also about knowing your audience. Yes. So you should know who you are pitching to. Um are these potential partners, advisors, clients, or even government accounts. The second thing is you need to know what your industry is, what's the best practice, um, who's the person you're talking to right now regarding through through positions, as well as um what are the what are their cultures. The third is actually um you need to know what to ask for. Um so all of this uh you really need to study yeah. and mm-hmm. the first the 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 last is why should they be interested with you mm-hmm. so uh what or what you could put on the table um so yes you you know their problem Mm-hmm. You gave them solution, but is the solution will be the right fit for their problem?
1: Yeah, that's amazing. So I think uh, a lot of people need to realize. Uh, I think one of the key factors that you've said is the empathy. So to know your audience, to and uh, know the right uh, solution to that specific problem. That's uh, that's really cool. So I just want also to ask you, Joshua. You've been into marketing background, and then you shift into building a startup and a company so how how hard is how hard it is can you share your experience building a startup and you've grown tremendously so you've been partner partnered with big uh big names like through gold right so so what's the biggest challenge that you've overcome to you know to shift from marketing marketing aspect to building a startup or a company?
0: Um, you should you should really be diversified so I actually yeah. um, graduated engineering for my course then I went to a marketing company yes. mm-hmm. but is a technical field which is mm-hmm. uh, into water and wastewater treatment so it's in line uh, but for groceries it's really far yeah. out, out from that industry yes. uh, mm-hmm. but one thing in common is actually the framework that I'm using so it's actually the structure of how I run, of how we do the product. I would say the product or the design, yes. design, design sprints that we always keep on doing. Yep. So it's actually patterning it that way, um, trying to solve a problem. Because for every engineering aspects, we always look at um, how we are going to design this. Based on the problem that we're looking at. Um, so it's actually always being innovative. How you could, uh, how you could work on, on creating a better fit for, for that problem. And that's one thing that I learned, uh, creating a framework where you could actually use it over and over again, even mm-hmm. if you're on every different field. Because when you keep on doing it or you practice on doing it, um, you'll be really, you'll be more, more, uh, it will be more natural for you to create yeah even more startups or be more be more flexible as well as be more light in a way that you could actually run this at the back of of at the back of your mind.
1: yeah, that's really interesting. and what about personal challenges you've you've overcome because I think a lot of people for those who are listening our audience right so they they tend to procrastinate with their ideas they they don't know how to start. Did you overcome those type of challenges as well? Or how do, you, how do you manage your time and your, you know, you have your work, uh, you have your corporate work and then you're building this, uh, this big company you have or this big idea you have. So it's actually looking
0: at your passion at yes. the end of the day. Are you willing to spend your time doing this kind of project? Is it interesting enough for you to actually go for it? And do you have the right team? So when when I look at uh, when I look at starting up a business, I look at three things. The first is the timing. Is the is is your product ready for this market right now? Mm-hmm. The second thing is actually. Mm-hmm. Um, the team do you have the right team to execute the third is actually the business model will you will you earn from it or is it is your model lean enough for you to survive for maybe a year or two boots with with bootstrapping yeah uh, or do you need to get funding so um, all these aspects we have to think about i'm sure it will take you two three months to figure it out um, but you should always um, look at things um on, on different perspective you should always try to validate your idea from different customers talk to family friends let them think of uh, what your idea is if they're okay or not um, but sometimes you just follow your gut you just follow yes. uh, what you feel that will make something that will change your change your life maybe yes. um on every on every business what i do is i copy all the business models abroad um, that is already working and i localize it here mm-hmm. So it it actually de risks you from creating another mistake, uh, but actually you learn from from the local settings. So it it's actually hard to copy mm-hmm. business models yeah. from different countries because they all have different problems.
1: Hundred percent, I really agree with that. Just to follow up, uh, just a follow up questions. You know, uh, I think a lot of people really don't know how much time you need to spend on starting a business or starting a startup. Do you find it hard to, you know, uh, to balance your time or your balance with your work as well? Because you you mentioned that you started this as a side hustle, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, can you agree with me if that's your engineering background was a big part of rethinking the problem for a lack of uh, solutions in our market here in the Philippines, especially in the Philippines?
0: Um, Yes, definitely. Um, The engineering background actually helped me create this structure. My MBA actually helped, also helped me with the frameworks. So the discipline with both uh, the frameworks and the engineering background actually created a whole a whole overview or perspective yeah. of ha- how I run the business. Yes. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: yes, it takes a lot of time. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, sometimes it will take you at least, mm-hmm. I would say 12, 12 mm-hmm. hours per day working for your wow. startup. Mm-hmm. Yes. Imagine you don't, you don't pay for your you don't pay yourself over time so you you might go from doing customer service Mm -hmm. to marketing to product design to to even operations so it'll be an all around aspect Mm -hmm. to learn from from ground up because uh, when we started uh, pH, we didn't have any benchmark of what an online grocery or how to run an online grocery here in the Philippines because yes. mm-hmm. there was no um, real online grocery here in the Philippines. So when we were doing this, it was all about designing it ourselves and yep. really mm-hmm. formulating it for the Filipino community. Um, yeah. So, so the difference is what we always do is mm-hmm. uh, we, we, try to we try to formulate it within the community first. With this small community, if you were able to validate that they were all um, shopping for your your or using your product, it means that your product is actually working for for this community and could scale up to other communities
1: yeah uh it's uh, i think community is really valuable right now especially for the startup or startup founders right there's a lot of possibilities and there's a lot of ways to validate it uh through communities right so i think uh Josh had uh had a great interesting and very valuable thoughts about that and insights. so i really appreciate it josh so I just wanna, you know, uh, I think you've grown tremendously with, with for over uh, for for a year or for more or less. How do you, uh, you know, how do you? What do you think? What's the best uh, practical step that you you take? To I think uh, for me, uh, the 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 hardest part is marketing. I think for me. So do you think that marketing is one of the best key to you know to. Uh, have your best client or have, have, uh, the investment that you need if you like to, uh, you like, like funding or if you want to bootstrap. So I think marketing is really, uh, one of the hardest part for me. Do you define, do you find it uh, hard as well? Uh, what's the biggest, uh, you know, uh, strategy that you've, uh, used
0: for, for the growth of Pushcart pushcart.ph? It's actually creating the product. Um, yeah. Marketing comes after when you created your product. Once you've validated the process, once you have a working product that people use, traction traction comes in. Yes. You get mm-hmm. get your first order until you get your first thousand order then um, going for 5,000 to 10,000. Um, and it's very, very, um, uh, I would say, uh, heartwarming, especially when people try to use your product and they love it. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it becomes organic. So the growth becomes organic. People actually recommend it to their friends and families, and then that that's how it grows. Uh, because you're you're solving a pain point of a person. Um, and it's this kind of product marketing is the best actually. Yes. Um, because you don't a lot. It's basically just referrals um, mm-hmm. and increase your orders as well as focusing on customer experience. Customer experience is one of yeah. the hardest part because you yes. couldn't satisfy every user, mm-hmm. and there will be a lot of challenges along the way because there's a lot of uneven or um, I would say un, uh, unnecessary happenings uh, when when you're on in transit, um, mm-hmm. your product might be lost or it might be might might break on the road. Yes. So there's yeah. a lot of aspects of that that is involved. So um, I would say customer experience and product fit would be the right way. Um, marketing comes comes after actually.
1: Got it. So I think uh, that's really powerful and that's really valuable insight. And let's go back a little bit about your personal, uh, you know, personal routines. Uh, what's what's your typical routine? Uh, you know, your build, uh, your handling, think you're doing business and, and what's your typical routine as a startup founder, and as a, as a CEO. Can you share
0: a little bit about that? Um, startup routine is basically always on the go. So um, that you, you don't have a certain yes. routine because uh, <laughs> whenever you start up, you do whatever things that has to be yes. done. You might wake up 5 a.m. and then yep. you'll be on site already at around 6, starting mm-hmm. the orders, um, preparing the items. Um, so it could go very, very long way. Um, so one thing that happened to us was actually yes. <laughs> um So Y Combinator actually emailed us like around 2 am. So I got to answer um, their call. Uh, we had a 10 minute interview. Yes. The next day, they actually told us to fly to Silicon Valley. Wow. So I, I just basically, I, I just left everything, and then I just flew the next day. So imagine that you're working, um, doing your regular day wow. routine. And mm-hmm. someone asks you to fly over. So um so it's it's something like that. That you have to be flexible, you have to adapt with your environment easily. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um because startup environment keeps on changing. Um and you have to be open for it, open for challenges and always be ready with your numbers, uh with whatever uh you're doing. You you really need to be deep uh diving with what you're doing. It's yeah basically living and breathing with your startup.
1: 100% that's really, uh, I think a lot of people need to realize that uh, starting a business or a startup is uh, It's not, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a very easy one, right? So there's a lot yeah, of... It's not a walk <laughs> in the park. Yeah, it's not... There will be a, a lot,
0: lot of problems. Yes. Uh, but at the end of the road, um, I'm sure you'll be really um, satisfied with what you did. Yes.
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh, because a lot of people right now find startup, uh, word really cool, right? Oh, startup, that's really cool. So they, they want to jump, you know, jump, jump to, you know, create a product. And then once you realize, uh, you've been cut off with, with a lot of work to do a lot of stuff, right? So, uh, that's what, uh, I think Josh mentioned, uh, on this, uh, on that particular topic. So just uh do you have any software that you use for for your productivity or your or your route uh what's your best app that you that you are using until now
0: Um there's there's a lot of app that I use um yeah. and it keeps on changing um because actually you you look for a software that that fits you um yes. it's not the brand it's not how they market it but you look at the software because there's there will be tons of softwares out there people always get confused uh, whenever there's a new software that comes out and people will try it out and then uh, it'll be hard for you to like adjust again or readjust. Mm-hmm. So I, what I always have is a task management app that actually records my um, day-to-day tasks as well as a node. So task yeah. and node Keep it simple, and you could actually just track it so that uh, you won't have a problem losing out.
1: Yeah, got it. So uh, note is really important. I, I also use notes, so I have my own journal, so like a bulleted journal, prioritizing things that I need to do for a day or for that day. So I think uh, notes is really powerful. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that, uh, Josh, and I really appreciate it. For uh, I think.
0: Mhm. Yes. Uh, properly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, that's it. So, any any books recommendation? Do you? What's your favorite books? Uh, you know, uh, I think a lot of passion-driven startup founders is really uh, love books, and I'm I'm also a fan of books. So, can you give a
0: little bit about your uh, book recommendations for TDLs audience? Uh, so I actually read um, Lean Startups, Founder, the Founder book, and mm-hmm. it actually tells you the. Um, I usually look up the autobiography of of every uh, founders, how they run their business, um, what started them or what inspired them to do um, this kind of business. So um, I I also read about um, through articles, online articles um, mm-hmm. via any um, any any of the websites that I encounter through Facebook. As well as um I also um uh, listen to podcasts so like yeah. Recode, decode interviews of um great founders yeah i i i actually listen to it day to day um so I actually learn how they think and how they yeah. would act on certain problems
1: yeah, that's really cool, so before we wrap up the show, so I just want uh to I just want to uh say that all of the recommendations that uh, Josh said will be on our show notes so thank you so much Josh for sharing all of that and I I really love and that's really interesting to know more about you and what's the and to know more about your startup and your company so for the last questions uh, if you if you're uh, you know if you're getting started or you're just getting started with your ideas what's your best practical advice for those who are want to uh, start their own startup their own company and to just keep it rolling can you share your practical advice
0: for them Practical advice is start, start with yourself. Uh, is it, is it an irritation for you? Or maybe it, w- it might be an irritation for other people that you know, but you need to make it as authentic as possible. Validate it really well. Uh, once you know that people are willing to pay for that kind of product or to use that kind of product, um, then, then go for it. Create, look at the timing, look at the people who could execute and look at the right business model.
1: To play for it yeah that's it so very powerful and i think uh uh, that's really really valuable for for those who are really want to get started with their ideas right so uh before we share your links before you uh before we, uh, encourage people to, to check out pushcard.ph, uh, what I just want to, I just want to ask, where do you find pushcard.ph after a year? Like we've we've been looking, uh, we're now on October 2018. So what's, where do you find pushcard in 2019, right? Can you share?
0: What we want is to be, um, online on the thousand sites that we, already have so imagine i'm um, going nationwide um yes. that we're delivering all over the philippines and you could actually um yeah get your groceries within an hour or even less than mm-hmm. 30 minutes yes. that's that's our our main goal right now to be a focus app to be a focus grocery app where you just go to push cart and order your groceries and the, and you'll receive it within 30 minutes
1: cool so i will uh for sure, I will watch that that progress and that growth of Pushcart.ph. Uh, for those who would like to know more about you and for those who would like to ask questions about your uh, your startup, can you share your best links for those who are listening uh, and especially for TDLS audience?
0: Yes, definitely. Follow me, um, Joshua Aragon in Facebook or Joshua Aragon through LinkedIn or um, Jayman Aragon in and instagram you could also e- email me at josh at or follow follow us through pushcard.ph as well
1: that's it so for those who are listening right now so you can sh- uh, check all the links on our show notes for those who are using google uh, podcast or apple podcast you just scroll down and you will surely find all the links that or the important recommendations that josh and i mentioned in this episode so thank you so much josh and i really appreciate it to uh you know to have you on the the show for carving some time to 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 drop by right so thank you so much man thank you so much for your time i really appreciate
0: it. yes uh thank you as well jay i'm uh, happy to be here
1: and that's it. Thank you so much for listening to the Design Life Show. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com/tdls or go to thedesignlifeshow.com, and you can find the donate button on the top to learn more on how you can support the show. And for some cool extra stuff, you can get an access to my private contents like AMAs, where I take questions exclusively from Patreon subscribers, or check out other stuff I made where I talk about essentialism, design, creativity, and business. I give a lot of value into this podcast that can't be seen anywhere else online. Again, that's patreon.com slash DDLS. Thanks for listening to the show and talk to you guys again next week.